where's your maternal instinct or paternal instinct? Like, where's your intuition right now? And you can't make a wrong decision, but coming from a place of being centered and being like, you know what, we're going to go for it or we're not going to do this. That's just everything. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Jema. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to have Dr. Maura Moynihan here with me today. She is my first interview on the Mother of the Mother podcast, and I am so grateful and honored that she took the time out of her extremely busy schedule to be here and sit with me and chat. I hope you enjoy our conversation. And we didn't dive too deep into exactly what craniosacral work is. It is something that you almost have to witness yourself to feel it or to witness her work uh, on your baby to actually see the changes in front of your eyes. And if you're having any issues with reflux or latch problems or had a traumatic birth and you feel like baby was compromised getting out, She really is a miracle worker, and I can say that from firsthand experience. She's worked on my body, but most importantly, she worked on Goldie Wolf after birth. And then when we went through the deep dive into the uh, lip and tongue phrenectomy procedures, Mora was a key part in her healing and getting her latch and tongue working properly. And I'm just ever so grateful. But I also always send my clients her way that have those issues coming up. But honestly, any baby that's born and any mom that's had a baby can benefit greatly from craniosacral work. So if you don't live in LA, ask for recommendations from your pediatrician or other people in the birth world or doulas if they know anyone in your area that does craniosacral because it is such an incredible healing modality. And it really doesn't look like they're even doing much. And the way Mamara works is it's like energy moving through her fingertips. She doesn't even look like she's manipulating or moving her fingers at all. And you can see the baby release. And I've seen babies that are screaming, crying. She lets the baby lead her hands to how they need to be worked on. And then you'll see the baby pass out immediately because they feel so good. And sometimes for the first time, that kink has been worked out of their body. And it truly is amazing to witness. So anyway, without further ado, Dr. Mora. And if you are interested in finding her, you can find her at rosewoodhealing.com and rosewoodhealing on Instagram. Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoy the listen. Hi, welcome to the Mother the Mother podcast. This is your host, McLean McGowan. I'm here with Dr. Mora, Mora Moynihan. Welcome. Oh, thank you, McLean. I'm so glad you're here. You are the first interview. 
Mm. So excited. I am so honored. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Mm, Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about what got you on this path of work. I would love to. I was a sick kid growing up. I used to have chronic tonsillitis and strep throat, and I was on antibiotics for about a year on and off. And then my mom started taking me to the chiropractor, and I started getting better. And I, I was really into it. Back then, I would come home and I would adjust my dad. I would really just jump on him. And it was like, (laughs) this is great. And um, I became a really badass runner. And I paid for college through running. And so there was this woman in the clinic. And she would be in there. And she's a chiropractor. And she would adjust the athletes. And I was like, yeah, I want to do that. Mm. So it was pretty clear from the get-go that I just I wanted to be a chiropractor. And I um, went to school in Whittier. So I moved from New York oh, wow. to go to Whittier. And, uh, and what kind of runner were you? I was an uh, 800 and long distance runner. Wow. Yeah, it was it's really impressive. fun. It was really fun. One day, this woman called Dr. Jeannie Ohm came and did this presentation on birth. Mm. Because otherwise, I was on the trajectory of athletes. I was like, yes, bring it. And she came in and she did this whole presentation on birth and how... Uh, it can be quite a rough entrance for some babies who have more interventions. And um, she just gave this whole compelling discussion about like, we can make a difference in a life from the get-go if we just support Mm. their bodies as they, after they enter the world. And it really, I mean, birth, hello, it's just (laughs) everything. So I'm like weeping in the back and just just feeling it. And I'm like, oh no, this is, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. And so you know, I went to acupuncture school concurrently with chiropractic, but um, I didn't end up finishing because I started having babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've just been so called to support women, specifically in the childbearing years. It's so amazing and so needed. So needed. And you really are a beacon, at least for all the moms I know in my doula community, you're mm. really a beacon for so many women during mm. pregnancy and post. Mm. And for the babies. I mean, Mm. it's really such a huge, amazing offering. Mm. I really appreciate that. And it's, it's, you know, I think about it often how now we're not raised in these huge families with like eight and nine children. Like we're not raised knowing how to change diapers and how to burp babies and how to just navigate the natural ebbs and flows with crying and, and, um, and so I feel like we're at a disadvantage mm-hmm. in the modern society. And oftentimes we're directed for external information. Like, oh, well, what's yes. Google saying? Yeah. And what is Dr. Sears saying? And that can be helpful, but it's like we lose our maternal instinct from the 100%. get-go. It's like, I can only lay on my left side and yeah. I can't eat soft cheese. And, yeah. I, and it's like all these weird fear-based rules and we just give it away. Yeah. And so then we go into birth and we're like, well, how do you, how should I do this? And he said that, you know, my water's low and, and it's like, we just give it away. Totally. We give it all away. And that's such a huge, important point. And I feel like the more that I'm doing the postpartum doula work, mm. the more I'm stepping back mm. from even saying what I do or stepping in because I feel like when women are hiring help and yeah, they're hiring you because you're an expert and you know what you're doing, but it's also, they're giving that away, even to me. Mm. And I really have to always come back to that point of, I am here, you know, to mother the mother, to help you trust your own intuition. Because when I leave at the end of the day, you're here for the rest of the day, the rest of the night. And I feel like 
you know, that's kind of the flip side or the dark side of all this education at our tips now and mm. like all the books and the great education that we do have, especially here in LA and mm-hmm. the resources. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of feeding that part of us that mm-hmm. want to look outside of ourselves. Absolutely. So it's great to have the information and then just know and like constantly remind yourself, I have to come back to me and my intuition. Those are great things to know. And then you just have to let it go and Absolutely. allow the process. But it's, it's really hard. But I think that's what I love about the way that you work and the way you care because you really hold that with your moms. Mm. And you'd never say, I mean, because I told Goldie Wolf to you and mm. Jemima's come to you. But this last time, you know, when we did the lip and tongue time with Goldie Wolf, Ty, it really felt that you don't say you need to do this or even sometimes, or I would do this, you know, you really just say these are the ways and let's feel into what feels best for you. Absolutely. And that's just so key. Oh my God, it's so key because I've seen all of the scenarios. Yeah. Certain parents like really, I mean, they're just conditioned since beginning of pregnancy. Like, tell me what to do. Right. What do I do? And I've seen babies who've gotten it done and they've like totally flipped the switch and everything turns back on. I've seen babies who've gotten it done and nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, how does it feel to you? Right. Like, where's your maternal instinct or paternal instinct? Like, where's your intuition right now? And you can't make a wrong decision, but coming from a place of being centered and being like, you know what? We're going to go for it or we're not going to do this. That's just everything. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like we were saying before, we even started recording that sense has become my mantra right now is course correction. Mm. And just knowing you're going to make a decision, you're going to follow that through because that's what feels best to you right now. And then you can always change that. Always. And just my personal experience with Goldie's lip and tongue tie, I mean, you had said, I don't really think you need to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, that could have been what I should have done. I don't know. But then I went to whoever we went to mm-hmm. and I really liked her too. And mm-hmm. you like her too. Mm-hmm. And it, when she talked to me, it felt like I want to do it just because I don't want to think about mm-hmm. anything else. And we did it. And that happened though, where it wasn't an easy fix. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go, we might've had to do all the stuff we had to do, not doing yep. the snip. So yep. And I own that, you know, and I don't guilt myself. That's what felt good to me then. So it's just, it's all information. It's all information. And it's all journeys and having one kid that had it, one kid that didn't. You know, looking back, Jemima had a crazy tongue tie, which they didn't even know because they didn't check seven years ago. Mm -hmm. It's so real. (laughs) And I'm like, that's why I didn't sleep for six months straight. But I didn't know. You didn't know. And then, you know, she's fine. But anyway... For all listeners that don't even know about lip and tongue dye, we just went down a rabbit hole a little bit. But um, I would actually love to do a whole podcast about that because I feel like there's so much support needed. There's so much support needed. And I totally went down a rabbit hole this past year and because um, I saw so many adolescents that had undiagnosed tongue mm. ties and they were always sick and they had their adenoids <sighs> out and they had their tonsils out and they had ear tubes in and they slept with their mouth open and they had braces and like all of these things. And so um, it really is so fascinating to see how this one little mm-hmm. tissue can affect just so much of the functioning. It's crazy. It's I mean, crazy. it's mind blowing. And I think that's why I ultimately decided to do it because once you start looking at it all mm-hmm. in the rabbit hole and you're like, well, it actually affects her skull development exactly. and all of these things and the way she'll carry her body, it's 
It's big. It's a big decision. It's a really big decision. Well, I just think it's so amazing because you are one of the few people that I know is really aware of the tongue tie situation Mm -hmm. and can really work with with babies surrounding that. How else do you think it's just a good idea for every baby that's born to have body work? I mean, I'm very biased, but absolutely. I mean, it can only help. And even with the most graceful births, we're still Mm -hmm. growing in an enclosed, ever compressing space that... um, it, it's it can be it can just be really helpful to unwind. Totally, I'm thinking about tongue ties still, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like sometimes there'll be a tongue tie, but because of the birth and all the compression that happens. For instance, something you have someone in particular who had like a 40 hour labor, and yes, they had a lip and tongue tie, but once the compression was released from their skull and their jaw and their neck. It wasn't an issue. They were able to latch wow. really well. So it's just like that's just so looking wild. at the big picture, right? Because right? there's four grades to it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah. Just and like, how many are there? Seven ties total. I mean, yeah, or like more the than cheek yeah. and the lower lip and the upper lip, and yeah, it's wow. really wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's overwhelming. <laughs> Who knew? It's very, very interesting. Who knew? And can you tell us just a little bit basic about craniosacral? Like, how would you sum that up? Oh, sure. I I appreciate this question, and it's evolved for me over mm. time. I mean, I I trained with Upledger, but I use my spiritual psychology background more so now than ever mm. in regards to just approaching a, a body. You know, in the beginning, it was like listening to where we hold tension or listening to where there's dysfunction, and now. I feel that it's, I'm just getting to this place where there's no need for fixing at all. It's just redirecting loving and attention and consciousness. And so for babies, it's so phenomenal because they're just these beings, these open beings of loving. And so it's usually very, very clear where there just might be just some tension, uh, birth tension related or sometimes emotional. Sometimes Babies hold trauma as well. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear and direct, and there's usually a quick response. And then the longer you've been in a body, the longer you've accumulated stories and judgments right. and um, other things like that. So I, I really like working with open adults too. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to watch because when you're working on babies, you, it doesn't look like you're doing anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating. And all my clients that go to you, they're like, I, it's like, I don't understand. And I'll tell them that before yes, they go. I'm good. like, just to warn you, it's going to look like nothing's happening. A lot is happening. And they come back and they tell me, they're like, it was incredible. The baby's crying. And then we look five seconds later and he's passed out mm. after you adjust. I mean, it's incredible. But it's it's really this flow of energy. And it's 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 so powerful to watch. Yeah, because the babies really react, and you even say, "Oh, she's leading me to touch her this way or adjust her this way." I mean, you're really tuned in with letting the baby guide you, which is oh, so yeah. incredible. Absolutely, it's. I mean, absolutely, it's just really honoring their process and mm-hmm. honoring their intelligence, and they know exactly what they need mm-hmm. to um, just be in their full vitality. I love that, and you can see. I think with even Goldie, like if she would tell you with a you know movement or a twitch, you would back off mm-hmm. and you would just say, okay, I'm not doing that right mm-hmm. now, which I think is just, that's how we all should be with babies. But mm-hmm. I feel like that still that feeling of they're this blob or this blank slate that we yes. need to manipulate Yes, because we think that's the right thing to do. And it's just not, it's just not very So for people 
that have a traumatic birth, mm-hmm. it would, this would be a good thing for mom and baby, right? 100%, yeah. absolutely. And it's really important that for me, it's just coming from the understanding that you know this is their soul's contract that the mother has made with them and there's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing bad about it. And we can clear things that will cause pain in the future. Mm-hmm. And again, babies usually just respond so quickly and there's usually places, you know, at the nervous system where the body tends to hold when they're in a place of uh, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's certain symptoms that, you know, oftentimes when a baby spits up quite a bit or has difficulty like clenching, this can, this can be just trauma. Mm. You know, so often it's like, oh, my baby has reflux. And it's like, well, actually their diaphragm is just really wow. super duper tight. And no amount of Zantac is going to loosen that up. And so. I feel like I'm seeing that way more. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's more or am I just... Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like so many babies now, there's so much reflux, which I, when I had Jemima, I just didn't see it. Yeah, absolutely. When I was working. Yeah, and I love that. Just It's such a na- more natural way to treat all mm-hmm. of our symptoms mm-hmm. and the awareness around it. Mm-hmm. Did you always know you wanted to work with babies? I love babies. Mm. I am the oldest of six. And so I used to pretend that they were my babies growing Aww. up. And so now my baby, baby brother is working in my office, which Aww. is like a dream come true. That's I used awesome. to like draw pictures and have like my family. I was saying I have like 10 children. So you I got close. I, <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, it's, I love babies. I would have more babies. But my husband is like, do you live here? <laughs> do, you do you ever want to hang out again? <laughs> so, and you have four boys, I, I might add, boys, yes, yes. which is incredible. Yes, for Los yeah. Angeles, yeah. especially. Yeah. But yeah, I love babies, mm. love them. And it's such an easy, it's such an easy yes. Like if your baby is suffering, I'll be there. Mm. Yeah. So sweet. Mm-hmm. And just because you mentioned your baby brother, because I know that your business is expanding mm-hmm. a little bit because you have so many women that want to get in <laughs> with you um, all the time. So you've brought on more people. And does that feel like, how did, I mean, I want to, I'm interested in business wise too, but like, how do you build your business when you work so specifically and oh, as such a healer? I really appreciate that question. It was a, there was definitely some growing pains mm-hmm. with that because I was so accustomed to just being a solopreneur and um, just working one-on-one. And it's been interesting for me to call in the, the healers that mm-hmm. resonate with my work. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've been cherry picking and it's really fantastic. How did you build your business? Like, how did you bring on people? Yeah, so it's like most of them are patients. So Ah, I have like this. That's cool. It's been really cool. So like, I already love them. If you're my patient, I love you. If you are my patient, (laughs) I love you. It's true. And I- You spread that love. I just, um, yeah, the craniosacral practitioner, so wonderful. Mm. She's been a patient of mine and the acupuncturist coming in that yes. works with her family and Aww. Liz. Uh, Liz. And then there's a phenomenal intuitive functional medical doctor that's mm. in. She is incredible. Oh wow, I didn't know that. She's really, I mean, really incredible. Very focused on women's health and um 
Amazing. I feel like everyone's always asking me of a female functional medicine doctor. I mean, she worked at Harvard for like eight years, Wow. but she's okay. full on intuitive. Like she'll be like, no, this is going on. Wow. Um, yeah, I What's love her. What's her name? Her name is Andre, Dr. Andre Leroy. Okay, cool. Yeah, she's great. And then I have a phenomenal pelvic floor physical therapist that we collaborated with for years. Amazing. And she was the first person I was like, I'm going to do this. I want you. And she was like, yes. Let's do this. She's great, Dr. Incredible. Grace. Incredible, Dr. Grace. Oh yeah, Dr. I've Grace. I've heard of Dr. Grace. Mm, a Bruso. And then Mitra Sessions, who I love forever. She is, I don't. I can't put her in a box, but she's an intuitive, energetic mm. healer who teaches Reiki and um, she's just a big fan, big fan of awesome. Mitra. So you have a really good team now. Yes. So you've got plenty of other people for people to see. If they, if you can see them once or twice, then they can go to other people. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's important because when you get so popular, I mean, I think it's such a big question because when you grow the business, which you want to expand, but then you can only do so much. You only have so many hours. 100%. And so we collaborate. We'll talk about any of your needs. Um, we, I stay in really close contact with all of the people that come in. That's amazing. And I love that. Yeah, it feels really important mm-hmm. that they feel like mm-hmm. they're in the container. and Totally. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So you're like a doula too. I mean, <laughs> I am so honored that you use that <laughs> By like the way, the biggest I mean, I'm totally going to be fangirl right now, but literally all of my doula friends, oh. when we get together, so it'll be like, oh, I saw Dr. Moore the other day, or my patients saw Dr. You know, my clients saw Dr. Moore, and we're always like, we love her. Oh. Everyone loves you. I really need to hang out with you and your doula friends. I know, you do. We want you to. I really want to. Please come. Because it's true. Mm. All right. So that kind of shifts into what we were talking about earlier before we started the podcast of being as a mom and a business owner, not being so accommodating Mm. to everyone else but ourselves. Absolutely. And what a journey that is. We're still learning. Oh, so much learning. But you were just saying this year you have made some real pushes with that. Can you kind of recap a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I guess, you know, I used to work out of my house for several years, so I was really able to accommodate. That's when I first found out about you. Mm -hmm. I saw you at a client's house. and like, she works out of her house and she's Mm -hmm. got four kids and she's amazing. (laughs) And then I couldn't couldn't find you. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah, well, that was also a part of the design too. Like Mm. there was a really subconscious thing that I had going to just keep me a little bit hidden. Mm -hmm. So it, it felt more intimate that way everyone came from word of mouth and it felt safe and I felt like I could really take care of everyone and I would, I mean, it was in my home. So I'm like, oh, just come over on a Saturday at four o'clock. I'm not doing anything, just come over. And so I really um, extended myself quite a bit. Not doing anything with four boys. No, not at all. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I can totally do all of the things all of the time really well until I couldn't. Mm -hmm. And um, so I had to really peel back. And and of course there was some pushback with that. Mm -hmm. People were like, but you always accommodate me. And that was that was challenging to make mm-hmm. loving boundaries for myself. I'm like, I am no good to anyone, let alone the people that I love the most, if I'm just giving it away all totally. the time. And not necessarily giving it away, but just not honoring like my capacity. It's right. okay for me <laughs> to take days off, yep. um, which I'm still refining. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the boundaries as um, creating a business has been foundational. I don't wish to be depleted. I want to show up fully. And that means setting my prices and setting my hours and uh, 
just making those those really big pillars so that I can show up in the way that I want to. Yeah. And does that feel energetically different? Like, do you still have just as many clients or more clients? I mean, it didn't, it doesn't seem to have affected anything negatively. If uh, anything, it's the opposite. Uh, no, it hasn't. It, it had, oh, let me clarify. There, the things that I had focused on were the people like, oh, but why won't you mm-hmm. give me this rate or why? And um, of course, I'm here to support families and I can work things out with low-income families for sure. But in the past, I would, you would give rebates and, and mm. decrease my charges for a lot of people and they'd pull up in their very fancy cars and I was yeah. like, oh, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, and that does not feel good. It feels awful. Yeah. And then that would trickle into just how I show up. And so just giving myself permission to just really... Yeah. love myself and take care of myself and model that for anybody who needs that mm-hmm. modeling um, has been clarified. Mm. It's so deep. It's so important. And that just feeds so much into something I'm so passionate about is just women's work and women's worth. Mm. Because, I mean, A, we all know women need to be paid more for mm-hmm. what they're paid for. But especially when you're in these healing arts or as a doula or as a baby nurse or a nanny, all of these things that are super important, the energy that's around you when you're pregnant, you postpartum, your baby. I mean, all of it is so crucial. And yet we still always want to look for the deal, you know? And I'm so over that. I'm so over that mentality of, yeah, but, and it's no, it's like, what are your priorities? Is it a $200 pair of shoes? Or is it like for your baby to get a really awesome adjustment that's going to help them heal? Mm -hmm. And it's just, and I'm not, I'm not even saying, I'm not trying to say that in a negative way. It's just shifting our focus of our priorities. Yeah. Especially as we just embark newly on motherhood. It's like, mm-hmm. this is, where do you want to invest? 100%. Yeah. I know. I had this client and I loved her story so much. She was late 30s, knew she wanted to get married knew she wanted to have a baby. And so they ended up just having, you know, like 10 people in their backyard because she wanted to use that money of a wedding for a dope postpartum doula, moi, Uh, (laughs) and a dope birth doula, you know? So smart. And I was like, that is so awesome that you had the foresight to do that and really get the care that you wanted. Yes. And not have to like nickel and dime and not feel guilty or shame or any of that that we all women do. Yes. Like, no, this is the priority for our family moving forward. And that's why education is just so important. Education all of this. is so important. It's yeah. just not known. I know. You don't know until you know. You don't know until you know. And I know we briefly talked about it, but like that kind of care was not modeled for me. No. You just suck it Mm-mm. up and you do the job and mm-hmm. you just get it done and you do all the things for all the people. And like yeah. getting cared for and nurtured and not being depleted was just yeah. not really shown. And it's a long time. I mean, postpartum is not just six weeks, <laughs> as we know. It's not even, I wouldn't even say two years. I mean, now they're saying, you know, up to seven years. That feels right. time, yeah. I mean, I definitely feel like a big shift at one year. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm out of just like the mind-numbing haze. Mm-hmm. But then like two years, it feels really even freer and, you know, on and on. But I appreciate you owning that now. Like you in, in the trenches right now with Goldie mm. Wolf and like really seeing it for yourself and being able to show up for women. Thank you. With this, Thank like, you. Ownership of that. It's been two steps forward, two steps back kind of thing, you know, <laughs> because I think I took off six months pregnant with her mm. 
because I wanted just to really enjoy it and really enjoy being with Jemima. Mm. And it was, it hit over the summer. So we just went away. We're at the beach every day, swimming in the ocean. And that was really, really important to me. And it was kind of like our last hurrah Mm. as my baby, you know, Mm. my one baby. And so then I had all these ideas. I wanted to get back to work, but, and I did my 40 days very staunchly. I Mm. loved it. I I some days wish I could go back to my 40 days. Mm. It was the most incredible gift I've ever given myself. It, wow. it truly was, and it changed my life. It healed me from Jemima wow. birth and postpartum. Wow. Not Jemima, but my journey through yeah. that, you know, the first baby and first child and not knowing better and not knowing nothing about the first 40 days and like driving two days later and all of that. And Goldie's birth really healed me through all that and it was so powerful. But then... I kind of jumped back in at like four months mm-hmm. and it was too soon. Mm-hmm. But I kind of knew that deep down too, that mm-hmm. I was going to throw myself back. And then that same thing, of course, correction of like, okay, then I got the flu because I overdid. So then I, that's information. Mm-hmm. So then I stepped back a little bit and then I could, you know, slowly get back into it. But there's no right way for any woman to do it. Absolutely. Um, and some women, it's really not healthy for their mental health to be home for uh-huh. two years, you know? Mm-hmm. Some women really need to want to get back out there after they've had, you know, the healing rest. Mm-hmm. But And so then it goes just, back to the intuition then mm-hmm. too. It's like, where's your right and wrong? Where's your yes and no? Yeah, there's yeah. no one way to do it. Mm-mm. There's no like 100 ways to do it. Mm-mm. And as we all know, a lot of our priorities shift when you have a baby too. So women that don't think they want to go back to work, do. And then the opposite. Mm -hmm. The ones that are like, yeah, I get to be a stay-at-home mom now. They're like, hell no. (laughs) I am going back out there. (laughs) It is harder in here. (laughs) That is the truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So did you... Because I'm I'm doing the same. Did you like sp- uh, pick specific days that you wanted to work? Mm-hmm. That's a, okay. So yeah, that's, you just had to really put clear boundaries on that. Yes, I. And so that's the great thing about the like when it's automated and it's on mm-hmm. a website and a oh, system. Yeah. It's just like these are the availabilities. This is um, when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Like find the time that works. Yeah, right. And then the, my off days, I'm doing the coaching and the rising tide. So it's like. I need to have those that space, days. Yeah. And what is the rising tide? Thank you for asking. Uh, the rising tide is the six-month women's container mm. uh, that we start at the beginning of the year. So it's January to June, and we it's it's a sisterhood and it's a transformational group. So mm. we call Amazing. in. Yeah, it's been. It's like, oh, this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. Oh, yeah. my God. Because it's supporting women. And this uh, group that is happening right now, it's the overwhelming majority are mothers. I'm like, oh, I so get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you lost yourself? Oh, yes, we got mm-hmm. this. And it's just simple things that we put to the side, but done in a collective container where it's like, yeah, we can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, where am I? How can I show up in my life? How can I remember who I am and, and have joy, experience joy? And we end each retreat with a jump in the ocean, which is I've my seen photos of that. <laughs> my favorite in in where it's like it's demonstrating that like we I can give you a hundred reasons why I should not jump in the ocean in January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Very legitimate yeah. aside from the overwhelming like 
hatred of being cold, but uh, done collectively, it's like we do it. We can mm-hmm. do the hard things. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did that. I feel alive. Just like moving through those old stories and resistances is what we're inviting everyone to do. Can you give a small example of what that might look like of calling something in that we put to the wayside? Like, is that something kind of simple as like your meditation practice that you want to do, but you never do? Or like what? That's so great. So most of the women come in, like you don't join a group for six months with just like, I'm going to try something new. Usually it's like, I freaking want to figure out what the hell I'm doing with my life. (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) Am I doing this career thing? I need to heal my relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, My mother is dying. I want to have a baby. Like, all of these are bigger things. Right, and then it's a commitment to change. A commitment to change. And, and anytime we commit to a change, all of the things come up, right. the reasons why we right. haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And so to do it with people who are there doing it alongside of you with that support and accountability is a really loving way to do it. Mm-hmm. And we encourage them to have a ritual every day. So it's not even a matter of like, I'm going to meditate for five minutes. It's the intention behind it. Like I'm meditating for five minutes so that I'm gathering this energy to heal this relationship or Mm. to gain clarity over my next steps with my career or whatever, whatever it is, it's the intention behind it. And it's the consistency Mm. and, um, I love that. It sounds so powerful. It's really, really fun. Uh, to have that support of other like-minded women with you on the journey. Yes. It feels so powerful. Yes. And that's been such a beautiful thing too. It's everyone is so willing to do the work mm-hmm. and to look deeper and to be uncomfortable and to have fun. Mm-hmm. That is such a missing point. I think that a lot of us overlook is we need to be having fun in our lives. Yes. <laughs> Just because we have children does not mean yes. we cannot have fun anymore. Oh my gosh. And for me personally, the schedule, just like the dull ache of the daily schedule, the school grind, the mm-hmm. packed lunch, it's not horrible. It's just the mundane mm-hmm. aspect of it is very hard for me mm-hmm. in my pathology. <laughs> so I have to kind of find tricks to find joy in those things. Cause if not, it's just, you know, the plotting, like yes. every day is the same. Mm. And so we were kind of talking about that earlier is that the idea of having balance, like there really is no balance. There is no balance. As a mom, right? Absolutely not. That's... And a, a wife, if you're a wife also, and you've got that whole And thing. you work <laughs> <laughs> and you want to have uh, friendships and you yeah. want to have self-care. Yeah. No, balance is a mind fuck. Yeah. We are just like, no. And it's adding so much pressure. So much pressure. Because I think, I mean, I still do this of I look kind of at my, di- the tally of the day. Like, mm. did I get this in today? Did, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can't get it all in one day. So maybe it's looking at the week or it's looking at the month. Yeah. Of these things happened. Or like, even if I can get tea with a friend once a month. Yeah. That's really doable. Yeah. Where once a week, that's may not be doable some weeks. You Absolutely. Know? So kind of looking at the long view, which is not my strength. I'm a very impatient person by nature and I'm Scorpio and I just like <laughs> want things happening yesterday. <laughs> but really looking at it that way and like a metaphor I had for that is like toddlerhood and feeding your toddler. They're not always gonna get all the veggies <laughs> in one day. But if you look at the week, 
It's okay. Yeah. You know? get it a little on their face. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Osmosis. But I like what exactly. you're saying too, because that way, if we're saying, oh, I'm going to, I commit to connecting with my girlfriends like twice a month, three times a month. We don't judge ourselves then. Right. If we're putting unrealistic expectations, like I need to go out twice a week, mm-hmm. then it's just adding more fuel to the self barragement of like, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. And the same goes for date night, like with your husband and or your partner. And, you know, that's a whole other pressure. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you're tired after work all day mm-hmm. and then the weekends get busy. I mean, it's you, you do have to intentionally carve out that space, but I think it can always look different than what we think. It doesn't have to be like Instagram, like you're going to this romantic <laughs> restaurant on the beach. <laughs> like maybe it's just a two hour walk or yep. maybe it's just a movie yep. in silence yep. with no kids around. I mean, it can really look different than what our preconceived notions are. Absolutely. And you can do that without the judgment. Yes, absolutely. So, but I do think that's so important. Joy, having fun, doing something outside of the box that is really new for you. It's just being alive. Yeah, just being alive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Trying something, just pushing your comfort zone, doing the hard thing. I mean, it doesn't always have to be hard. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's been going on for me lately. (laughs) But um, but just yeah, expanding Mm -hmm. and expressing and and yeah, being alive. Yeah, because this is our life too. It's not. And we just forget that, or our culture forgets that. Our know, the, culture the mother forgets is that. just like, okay, we spit out the kids, so mm-hmm. like that's what you're doing now, mm-hmm. or you're going to be a working mom and doing that. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's so myopic, mm-hmm. and we're we're still these amazing creatures. If not, we're more amazing, so much more amazing, and so more expansive. And and also, that's what we want to be showing our kids. Yes, you know, you want to be the fun mom. You want to be the fun and having mom. fun with them. Yes. Oh my God. And it's so available mm-hmm. when we get out of the, the mindset of the mundane and the schedule and the... Totally. Yeah. I like I was telling you yesterday, we went to school two oh, right. hours late because my husband <laughs> was out of town and whatever things that happened the night before, everyone was exhausted. And I just took that pressure off. I was like, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. It's two hours just in first grade. Love it. We're all going to live. It's going to be Okay. <laughs> But it, I felt like such a rebel. Whoa. I felt like a 16-year-old, like, F the system. <laughs> but it was, it's sometimes good to do that. It's so good. Yeah. It's like looking at the big picture, right? Totally. Like my well-being, I mean, and then I responded that we didn't go to our winter concert last right. night. <laughs> I was like, I am going to be a terrible human being if I go to work all day and then go to this yeah. freaking winter concert. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just can't. This is my you gotta limit. You got to pick your battles. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not... Yeah. Go to all the things. Totally. It's totally okay. And to just snuggle. Yeah. And support each other in doing that too. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another huge thing, mother to mother, that we just always need to hold in our brains is allowing our friends not have to have excuses and Mm -hmm. just be like, I can't make it. And then our response is totally get it. That's fine. Yeah. And luckily I think I have so many friends that are naturally like that. I'm sure you do too. Mm -hmm. But I just so appreciate that. When I don't have to come up with an excuse, it's just like, I I literally can't get my two kids out of the house without a huge tantrum. It's just not worth it to go sit in the restaurant. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But it's really, when you have friends like that, you just, you realize how many people don't, like how our society does not support that. And we just push, push, push to these things we think we're supposed to do. And it's like, why? Why? It's It's actually not fun. Now I'm like totally stressed out. Yeah. 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 And then our kids pick up on all that energy. 
And then it's just, you know. And then we're at dinner thinking about our kids and yeah. why, <laughs> right. how many things we fucking <laughs> screwed up that day. That's right. You can say that word on oh, here. Thank goodness. Yeah, I love that. I love joy and fun and motherhood. Well, actually, I what I feel like I want to say is how freaking lucky are we in Los Angeles to have all these badass mm-hmm. women I know. who just nurture and love and who are committed to just learning and growing and supporting and building yeah, healthy, I know. conscious families. It's incredible. Like we really have so many amazing practitioners. I know. It's, it's, it's incredible. Whenever I think, because I do think I could live in many other places mm-hmm. besides LA and can kind of get negative about it, but then I always circle back to no, like this tribe of women, I would not find anywhere else. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. And it's just such a, an eclectic mix of people, really educated people, really interesting people. So many people that are on this healing path that have done so many other things with their lives so beforehand. Many and it's just so fascinating. Yes. And but it, it's important. I mean, it's huge to have this kind of support. And it is so supportive. Yeah. Like everyone seems to just have everyone's back, Mm -hmm. which is so beautiful and rare. It is. And it's so powerful. So powerful. I know I went to this meeting this morning and it was all women and I took the baby and literally this woman, she was like, I'll just go walk her outside so you can be here in the meeting. And I was like, okay. I didn't even know her, but I was like, sure. (laughs) Take her, it's fine. I mean, I could see them and hear her, but it just felt so safe and so contained. And it was like, it was just the most beautiful offering from a stranger for me to be present, you know, where I needed to be. It's the village. It's the village. And then she was like, this made my day. Thank (sighs) you so much for letting me do that. Wow. Because I don't have a baby anymore. So Mm. it really is that village. And I think... LA, we are so lucky and I do not take that for granted that we have that or even know about it. And I think the more that it spreads out to the other parts, Mm -hmm. we can all do it if we create this container and the space for it. It's just the knowledge that, oh, we can actually do that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful. Well, I just, I'm so happy you came and you were my first. I'm so honored. And I will definitely be doing some more because I feel like they're endless topics to talk about, but... I feel like we got a good start on them. Definitely. Thank you so it's much. It's been really fun. Thank you. And where can people find you? Um, so the website is rosewoodhealing.com. Okay. And our office is in West Culver City. So it's on the corner of Sentinella and Washington. Awesome. And are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram, finally. Cool. <laughs> you know, with a little bit of a nudge from you. Thank you. That is right. I forgot uh-huh, about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, girl, you need to get on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you did say that and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And Good. so the handle is Rosewood Healing. Okay, awesome. Thank and you, you actually are a big inspiration. I re I re what I can't even think of the word right now because I'm postpartum brain. <laughs> I redo your stories or oh. repost your stories because mm. I love all that you're putting out in the world and thank you for all your work mm. because I feel so confident when any of my clients have an issue. I just go, go see Maura. Mm. I'm like, don't even finish your sentence. Mm. Go see Maura. Mm. <laughs> I really appreciate you trusting me with them. Well, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>